Well, thanks so much for joining us on Speaking of Making Healthcare Work for You, Different Perspectives and Empowering Solutions. I'm Stephanie Fields, joined by my co-host, Dr. Apoor Gupta, and today we are joined by Manal Patel, who is the CEO and founder of Abacus Insights, and he is also a physician. And so thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. And so at Abacus, you're really focused on data-driven healthcare decisions and making sure that patients have access to them. And it's an interesting story how you got here, because as I mentioned, you are a physician. You really love that. You did both for a while, worked as an entrepreneur and a physician, and then you finally transitioned fully into the role that you're in now. You know, obviously you have to make lots of data-driven decisions as a physician, but it's very people-heavy and then going into very, like you said before, bits and bytes. So tell us about that transition and why that was so important to you. Thank you. The transition from being a full-time clinical practitioner to what it is that I do today was sort of uh, transitory over 20 years. I began initially uh, working for a large health plan after leaving academic medicine, um, still kept my clinical practice uh, once a month alive, uh, and then slowly slipped into the world of becoming an entrepreneur. This is actually my third company, so um, it's been it's been an incredible journey along the way. And uh, I think the the most common theme, though, is that again, when I became a doctor and decided I wanted to become a doctor, it was always about people and and their health. And and it's no different today. Uh, what what Abacus does is enables data to be available so that individuals, you, me, our parents, brothers and sisters you know, can have the data they need to make the best decisions about the healthcare possible. So in terms of mission, nothing's changed how and, and what I do daily. Yes, that's very, very different. But what gets me out of bed uh, today is the same 25 plus years ago. That's fascinating, Manal. I've known you for uh, even longer than that period of time. And it's just so amazing to see the journey that you've been on. Uh, I, I'm in appreciating what you just said in terms of the data and, and the insights that it's driving. So is that the intent of the company is to actually bring the data to the patients themselves? Are they the intended users? Well, so the intent of the company is really initially to help the health plans um, make sense of their data. Uh, and the reason for that is if you think about data overall, this, this sort of data coming from clinical interactions with uh, physicians and practice, whether that's an electronic health record or coming out of some health system, um, the, the meaningful use regulations of the last 15 to 20 years really has actually allowed for a lot of that data liquidity to happen. Has it happened perfectly? No. But, but the health plans have been largely ignored. And so uh, my view on this in starting Abacus was to say, let's at least help the health plans catch up so that their systems uh, can have their data to become liquid. And then ultimately connecting that data to the delivery system to create a more seamless infrastructure. That's the ultimate goal of where we wanna go. Um, uh, So our initial focus is is in the health plan side, uh, but then it's also then with CMS's recent mandate on the patient access API, allowing us to say not only to help health plans make best decisions, but also then enabling the end consumer, their member, the patient, to have that data available as well. That's now all part of the equation. How does Abacus make sense of the data for the patients? Because patients are often so overwhelmed by, you know, the diagnosis or whatever treatments they're getting. And then to have this is really great. But I feel like sometimes you might look at it and just be like, oh my gosh, where do I start? So I'm sure part of what you're doing is helping them narrow that focus into, okay, here's how these all connect and make sense. Yeah. So uh, great question. So we don't 
typically think of ourselves as a business to consumer company. And so the, the, our work is to make the data clean and available and, and interpretable. But the actual organization of that data so that an individual can see it in some kind of user interface, call it an app or a website, that interface is typically handled either by our customer, right, on their member portals, uh, um, or through some kind of third-party app developer like Google Health, Apple Health, that will then essentially extract that data with the with our with the consumer's permission and make that data more consumable. So think of us as sort of the middle layer in, in making sure the data is clean and accurate and, and equally importantly tied. So Manal Patel's data is Manal Patel's data, not his wife's or his children's data or some other uh, Dr. Patel's data. Um, so all that work we do, but the actual last mile interpretation and visualization of the data is really left to the companies that really do that well. And, and that is not us. And if it wasn't then for Abacus, what is it that would be missing from the health plan side? Would they would they just be making mistakes, misinterpreting data? What, what would be, what is the, the additional value add that they're getting because Abacus is in place? Yeah, so historically, a lot of what Abacus does today in terms of the technology was done very manually, right? Um, the hundreds of people that are extracting data from data sources and linking them and then shipping them off to some third party. So one manual, you know, is is you know, not only laden with quality issues, you know, we're human and, and humans make errors, uh, but secondly, latency, right? When you have to manually touch a process, um, the ability to have something real time or uh, either nights and weekends, you know, that becomes harder to do, right? So, so what Abacus has, do has done is allowed for a lot of that automation and in, in uh, both quality and scale, but also kind of you know, latency, so from a more real time perspective, make that data available uh, so that now consumers can access that data in a much more individualized fashion. So, so that's really where um, initially bringing the industry from a more automation perspective, we've been able to add value. But then once you begin that journey, then not only on the existing data sets can you apply, well, what's the art of the possible? Can we now take data from other applications? So if I've got a digital solution that I'm now entering symptoms and monitoring my own vital signs, can that data now come in and then further enrich the data that's available to then make even more uh, clinically relevant interventions happen? That's now where we're heading uh, as well. What are some of the success stories that you've seen coming through? Because I'm sure you periodically get testimonials from your customers of how being able to harness this data has really helped the end consumer. And how does that, you know, further drive your mission? Yeah. So, so again, end consumer becomes a little bit harder because we're not the B2C player. But look, when COVID hit, um, our customers needed to have access to data of what was happening in the delivery system. Again, since we serve payers, they're not seeing the patients, but they're seeing the activity through all the claims and interactions are coming. And as you know, there was a huge shift in how healthcare utilization happened. All elective procedures stopped. Um, you know, basically it was all essentially 100% COVID related activity. How to bring that data in, monitor that data, what was happening in diagnostics at the time, all that data coming in to be able to produce near real-time activity reports to know what's happening in a given network. That's all of real testimonials of the kind of things that our platform was able to enable for our customers. And then add on top of that, the ability to take clinical data coming out of electronic health records, claims data, and then really further refining you know, who actually needs help. 
from a from an intervention standpoint. So health plans, as you know, have lots of case managers uh, that are on the phone and trying to do interventions and really figuring out who are the uh, members and patients that need the help versus who are you know might be consuming resources but are actually just fine. Uh, um, or, or, or are not needing that intervention. Those are the kinds of analytics that we were able to really uh, 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 further fine tune in order to optimize it, clinical outcomes ultimately. So in the specific case of COVID, I know there, you know, people who have comorbidities are at higher risk for COVID and especially before the vaccine happened when everything was really new. So are you able to go into the system and provide any data points that help people if they say, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield wanted to go in and target some of those people that may be in those higher risk categories? Is Abacus able to help people help those health plans target that through the data points? Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything from um, clinical comorbidities to even social determinant issues, you know, people that you know, may not have access to the right um, you know, resources. Um, those kinds of data really help prioritize, you know, which individuals uh, are, are in need of help, right? And whether it's COVID or otherwise, I mean, we've been able to show that even diabetes, right? If you look at a, a couple of counties um, and look at uh, hemoglobin A1C rates, which is a marker for how bad or good you are in controlled in, in terms of your diabetes, we've been able to show that, you know, variations in terms of the clinical outcome, when you take the adjustment of the demographics um, and, and social determinants of that population, there are actually no differences. So it's not the clinical issue that's at fault here. It's actually the fact that the person can't afford their medication or some other barrier. That's the level of analytic we're able to uh, support our customers with that then allow them to uh, prescribe the right intervention, right? No point in telling a doctor, hey, you know, you're not, you're not prescribing the right medication if it's really the issue is the patient's not filling it. And that's the kind of analytics and, and insights that we can generate. And it helps, again, target the right intervention to get the optimal outcome for the, uh, for the individual. It seems like the exactly right solution for the right time. I think you have such a complex level of data and you can bring it and combine it with multiple sources. It feels like the kind of insights that our industry needs. And, and Minal, when we were speaking earlier, you spoke so eloquently about this because you said, Everybody agrees that this is what's needed, but then it still doesn't make it easy. So maybe I'm, I'm, I'm hoping maybe you can recap some of that conversation. What makes this so challenging then? Yeah, so as an entrepreneur, um, you can have a vision and, and ultimately it's to convince the person who you're trying to help you know, that this vision is worth investing in uh, and buying from, right? And, and we've been able to do that. And that, uh, uh, we have over 14 plus million patients flowing through the platform today across our various customers who've said, it makes sense to partner with Abacus because they've got a value proposition. They're gonna help me get there faster and, and more efficiently uh, than an alternative. Um, the converse is also true, right? That you know we're, we're still an emerging company and large enterprises that look and say, look, we've got you know, uh, all this uh, data that we've got to manage, can we trust that in the hands of an emerging company, right? There's privacy risks, security risks that are real. Um, and not just from a governmental penalty perspective, but a real responsibility perspective. I don't want my data to be in the dark web anywhere just as much as anybody else does, right? So so large enterprises that, that will look and say, will an emerging company really take care of my data appropriately despite being high trust and NIST and SOC2 certified, that's a barrier. 
Um, other barriers, uh, again, health plans, healthcare in general tends to have a, you know, we can build it ourselves mentality. Um, and whether that's a good or a bad thing, I, I'll leave for, for judgment, but um, you know, often we run into uh, technology executives that will say, you know, well, you know, what advocates is built, we can build it, we can hire the talent, uh, the data engineers, the data scientists that understand Amazon and Google and Microsoft and, and, and innovate under our own right. And, you know, and so that tends to be, you know, a buy versus build question that we have to, to overcome. And, um, and, and our view on that, it only gets overcome by us continuing to deliver for our clients, convincing new clients and growing that confidence base that then allows anyone on the other side of the table says, oh, Abacus has done this already. They've done it now 10, 20, 30 times uh, and have done it with a level of reproducibility and scale and quality that allows us to take those risks. So I don't think that's anything atypical of any innovation, particularly when you're dealing with large enterprises, um, but it does create a barrier to innovation that as an industry, we do have to think about. Fascinating. I guess uh, I, I was thinking on that note, Vinal, do you feel that anything, some of us have been looking at the industry over the last few years and feeling like it's more ripe for disruption in the last several years with so many more players entering into the industry from outside. As an entrepreneur, do you feel that way? Do you feel like the industry is opening up a little bit and maybe more accepting of these innovative solutions? You know, so it's a great question. I think there's probably a couple couple questions embedded in big question of, you know, healthcare are, are sort of very traditional. And I use R because as a physician, you know, I'm part of the system. I've been part of the system. I'm, you know, almost 30 years of my life, right. Ever since I entered medical school. Um, and, and so, you know, from that standpoint, you know, I do believe that there's such a mission driven orientation of what it is that our industry does that I don't think in kind of outside in, you know, that, that Silicon Valley entrepreneur that's in his or her garage today come up with that thing completely transform how we think about things. Maybe, um, but, but I, I don't know if that's the case. I really do think that, you know, as, as um, healthcare, uh, I think the innovation, it's a sort of a collaboration of sort of true innovation of capabilities with the understanding of the mission and, and the real discipline. We use that word a lot, the discipline that's required uh, to be in healthcare, I think that's the partnership that needs to happen. Um, and, and I'm seeing more of that now. So you'll see big tech like Google strike deals with large health systems. And that's an example of sort of, you know, kind of that, you know, innovation economy, modern future thinking with the discipline of healthcare coming together to say, can we create additional value and additional opportunity? I do think that um, the, the, the horse is out of the barn and, and uh, the, the other proverbial train has left the station. And, and I think, again, the pandemic has just put more fuel on the fire to that. Uh, that's going to continue to allow us to innovate. Um, but I also think it's, it's not going to be as rapid as, and as turnkey as a lot of people think. Do you think that being a physician might give you an advantage in several areas? First, with your actual mission, because you've been in those hospitals, you've been in those doctor's offices, and you've seen those patients and how their lack of information might play out versus somebody who is informed. And then also, whenever you're going to talk to these health plans and say, you know, I'm, I get the data side, I understand that. And I also am a doctor and understand that world. Do you feel like that does help you with the mission and with your business? It's so no question, Stephanie. I mean, I think, I think there's a real value that's understated in some regards, but I'll give you a very practical example. 
Um, and, and right now in our industry, in every industry, technologists, recruiting technologists is really hard, right? Um, and, and, and so for me to be able to stand in front of our tech talent and tell them that your hands on that keyboard are making a difference in people's lives and speak eloquently about uh, the example around you know, data not getting to a, an entrepreneur or vendor in time and where people's lives are at stake, um, it makes it real. It makes it real for them. And it, and it gives them the, the desire to say, yeah, I want to come to work for Abacus versus go to work for you know, another company that may pay better or may have better scale or better perks and benefits. And, uh, and so that's been a, a very unique value, um, constantly reminding ourselves why we get up every single day to do what it is that we do um, with our clients. Um, you know, in fact, we have one customer that, you know, in, in some regards said, you know, they went public last year, uh, earlier this year. And, and as a tech-enabled company, they've been very adamant to say, we're a tech-enabled company, but we are healthcare first and technology second. And partnering with a company that is led by a physician is an example of why we believe um, that, again, healthcare comes first and, and technology second, right? Um, and hopefully, hopefully uh, you'll see a press release uh, coming in the future that will tell you who that company is because they're proud of their partnership with us just as much as we are for that reason. And it goes directly to your point that, that, that there is a um, value uh, that, uh, that uh, being a physician allows and affords. Um, gotta be careful with it though, right? Uh, can't come with arrogance and hubris and you gotta make sure you use that doctor card uh, appropriately, but uh, it, it is definitely something that I, I, I feel uh, very excited about. And the last comment I'll make is people say, well, you know, on that topic is that, you know, my, my children actually say, Pops, you're not a real doctor anymore, right? I said, what do you mean? They, they said, well, you, you're on conference calls all day. That's what you do. And and I have to remind them that, again, back to the earlier comment, that when I was seeing patients, it was about those patients. And and what we do today in our technology is still with that same North Star in mind, right? So in some regards, I'm still a doctor. <laughs> in your last answer, your previous answer was reverberating, which is what really brought you to this, your personal story, and why you believe so passionately in the power of data. So I'm hoping you'll share that with our audience, because I found that really inspiring. Yeah, no, it's a lot of reasons for it. But again, the one pivotal moment for me, uh, Apoorv, is that, uh, you know, uh, on behalf of my company, I'd invested in a behavioral health company. And we had signed a fairly large contract with that company. And what this company did was really help patients once they left the hospital, if they had had a heart attack and, and were sort of depressed and not feeling well mentally more than that, anything else, deal with it, right? And so, um, and, and, and it, you know, six months into our journey, the CEO of this company says, well, we, we, we haven't gone live with, uh, with this client because we haven't gotten their data yet. And, and I'm the one that's responsible for the data. And so I went back to my colleagues and I said, you know, why haven't we gotten the data? And oh, well, there's all sorts of excuses. And I said, I want you to do the math based upon the number of patients or members we served. How many people did not get this service because we didn't get our act together? And it turned out to be hundreds of people. And that was the light bulb that said, man, you know, this is an error of omission these hundreds of people have no idea they didn't get a service that they should have gotten, but they are now not as healthy and as they could have been. And when you think about that problem in this example over many, many different third-party companies that are working together with large health plans and health systems over um, many, many health systems and health plans, 
this is a part of the fundamental challenge we have in our industry, right? And so there's probably millions of people who suffer every single day because there's some data problem, not getting into the right decision, a duplicate test that's being done. And, and that's what we've got to solve. And all the billions of dollars in digital apps and artificial intelligence and machine learning, if you don't get the data right, none of that matters. And so that's why this is such a personal journey for me. It's really interesting to hear it that way because it may be easy. I think every job at some point, you know, is a job and people are like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I'd rather be sleeping in bed right now. But uh, with jobs like a data-driven role, they probably, unless they're working at a company where they have somebody like you leading them and really sharing the mission and why that matters, it probably is easy to think like, so what if this file doesn't get done right now? But it really does have tangible, immediate impacts for those people. So it's so important to make those connections. And with that, my final question, what are you most proud of, of your work at Abacus? Because you have things that I'm sure you're proud of as your life as a physician, and then something that, you know, you're really able to tie those together and just light your fire every day. No, thank you for that question. I, I, I would say, First and foremost, four years into this journey, this PowerPoint deck that we drew up in 2017 now has 14 million people's data flowing through it and solving the problems that we knew uh, we saw then uh, and, and hopefully enhancing their lives. And so um, to create a, an, a business and an organization that's actually doing what we set out to do, um, really, really proud of that. And, and obviously, um, you know, I'm a physician. I, you know, my, my wife laughs at me. She's like, you know, you're running a, a cloud computing company. You can barely turn a computer on, right? Um, the, the other thing that I'm really proud of is the team we brought together, right, to tackle this problem. Um, and it's a tough problem, and, and our customers are, are, are going through some transformative times, so it becomes difficult every single day. Uh, but the fact that we pulled a phenomenal team together, we call ourselves Beads, Beads on an Abacus, uh, that uh, that are tackling this and really solving this and, and continuing to grow. Um, really, really proud of both of those accomplishments. And and this is just the beginning. Looking forward to you know, what's uh, yet in store for us. Thank you so much for being here. This was a really great conversation. I loved how you connected the data and the human aspect. Thank you. Yeah. More power Thanks to for having me. Uh, sorry, for having I was just going to say more power to your beads. Uh, I look forward to hearing about all the success ahead. Thank you both of you for uh, having me today. This thank so you. Fun. And thank you all for watching. Bye-bye.